0: From Commando.com, welcome to the Tech Refresh Podcast, where we scour the web finding just the right information to help you stay up to date on everything digital. So, you are the go to digital source for your friends and family. We feature the top news, funky stories, gadgets that you need to know about. And after an exhaustive nationwide search to find a digitally savvy show host, they finally gave up and you got me. I'm Mike James. Our distinguished panel of guests is with us. Allie Seligman is the content queen. Hello, Allie. Hi, Mike. I can't wait to jump in this week. News director is Ben Bradley from Commando.com. Hey, Mike. Looking forward to this week's episode. And Cassidy Taylor is our podcast princess. Welcome, Cassidy.
1: Another week, another three podcasts.
0: And another news, the top news stories of the week. And we're going to start out with Allie.
2: Well, it wouldn't be a tech podcast if we didn't talk about Amazon. And today, it's all about the shipping. Now, if you live in a city, you probably get your deliveries from an Amazon driver. I know I look out the window and see the Amazon van, and I know what's here. But in a lot of rural communities, the U.S. Postal Service delivers those packages, and Amazon wants to change that. They are reportedly looking to handle their own deliveries by creating shipping hubs in rural areas. How do we know this? It wasn't some big announcement. It happens the way that we find out about a lot of new things in tech, job postings, So the postings included, quote, a new delivery business that will support Amazon's rural communities. We don't really know anything about when or where, but we do know that Amazon is expecting to spend a lot more money on shipping and delivery infrastructure. Uh, They're looking in the next year to increase that 50%, which is so much. Now, who knows how this could impact you if you're in a rural area or just the everyday person, but it will have a really big impact on the Postal Service. In 2019, the postal service delivered 1.5 billion Amazon packages. That was about 30 percent of the total volume, and that generates billions of dollars in revenue. So we'll see what happens.
0: So the postal service uh, is probably going to be delivering a lot less Amazon, and this could be like a business opportunity, right?
2: If they didn't have to, you know, pay the the shipping to the postal service for it, they could just handle it in house. That would be a really different thing. And then, you know, you'd see those. Amazon delivery vans just about everywhere.
1: Well, yeah. And as you know, I come from a very, very small town. And there's actually, because the the antithesis of this is, oh, you're taking away business from the Postal Service, when the reality is, as someone who's lived in that small town, the Postal Service can't keep up with the amount of supply and demand that like everyone's ordering off Amazon and packages are getting lost. Like our postal service back home is a mess because they just can't keep up with the amount of shipping that Amazon is doing in our town. So these kind of services are going to hopefully create more jobs in small towns.
0: Well, the postal service last I heard loses about $15 billion a year. So that can't be good for them. Uh, Next up, it's Ben with the news on how our phones may be getting a lot more
3: spam, Ben. So you've got endless robocalls, spoofed numbers, scam calls. You know, they've all just kind of ruined the phone for everybody. Well, then you've got the debt collectors, which, you know, they've been around forever. And it's obviously bad enough when you consider the financial troubles so many families are going through this year because of the pandemic. Well, now a new rule finalized by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, that's a mouthful, is going to allow debt collectors to become even more relentless as time goes on. First up, they're going to be allowed to reach out to you even more often. That means up to seven calls a week, sometimes more. Oh, and they'll also be allowed to text you, email you, and slide right into your DMs on sites like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with no limits every week, as much as they want. A couple of takeaways on this, though. One, the new rule doesn't go into effect until one year after it was finalized, which means October 30th, 2021. And two, people apparently have the option to opt out of all these electronic communications by debt collectors, but the CFPB hasn't said how that's going to work just yet. We've got the details what we know right now at com. Yeah, a
2: text or an email seems okay. I think the the DMs. I think getting a message on Instagram that you owe money, like what a jarring weird thing. That just uh, that's a bridge too far for me.
3: Well just imagine if you get like ten of them a day or something, you know. Oh look, I've got all these, you know, Instagram messages. Nope. Block. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Even more reason to ignore social media, I guess.
0: All right, so we're up to oh, I love this story. Waymo crash reports, Cassidy.
1: Here. Uh we here in Phoenix know of Waymo because they are These cars that are driving all around our town trying to terrorize us and not hit us. Well, in a move that's very different for what autonomous car companies, vehicle operation companies do is Waymo actually released its first report on their autonomous vehicle operations in Phoenix, Arizona. And so basically they took all the data from 2019 and the first eight or nine months of 2020 And they said, okay, this is how many crashes they were in. These are like the safety analytics of that. So Waymo cars were involved in 18 crashes and 29 near-miss collisions during uh, the 2019 year and the first couple months of 2020. And most of the crashes were rear ends. And I believe all but one were caused by other drivers. And in the one where it wasn't caused by another driver, it was in a simulation. So no harm, no foul. It's their own stuff. And there was only one time where another safety driver had to step in and actually stop something.
2: So we should just let the robots do it all for us. Is that what you're saying?
1: Apparently so. But there's another factor of that is because Waymo cars drive so like type A and stringent to the rules and they follow a certain length back that there's actually something happening where when people are seeing these Waymo cars on the road they're trying to mess with them and so they go and like cut them off or something like that and try to run them off the road it's like a serious problem and Waymo is trying to figure out the human factor of that but yeah so no bad collisions I mean yes there are some uh I believe they had 47 contact events with other road users, but that included other vehicles, pedestrians, cyclists. 18 of those events occurred in real life. Twenty nine were in simulations and nearly all, quote unquote, uh, of these collisions were the fault of a human driver or pedestrian and none resulted in severe or life threatening injuries. So take it what you mean. I mean, do you want them to be perfect or do you want them to be ninety nine percent accurate?
3: Well, let me just ask you this. It was uh, last month that Waymo actually started their taxi service in Phoenix. Who's going first?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Allie and I together. If we go down, we go down together.
0: Do that to our it. podcast. Take a ride and just explain <laughs> what uh, you know, kind of what you're going through. That would be a good Uh, In the field story. It always concerns me when a company comes out and says, well, we uh, did a survey of ourselves and it turns out we're awesome. So not quite. I wanted to do this to increase
1: transparency because it's not usual that these autonomous car companies release these reports and they're like, no, here's where we kind of fall short. And.
0: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> we've heard that before. I don't know. I'm just a little bit skeptical, especially because we just did the podcast on on the Tesla cars that the Consumer Reports didn't th- that said that they were not nearly what they sell, tell us that they were.
1: But they aren't Waymo. Speaking of in...
0: robots running around and. Uh, And that sort of thing, Walmart is uh, changing some of the robots.
2: They are. So during the pandemic, robots and AI have picked up all these new jobs, right? Doing things that maybe are dangerous for people, or it's just easier to have a robot do it. But at Walmart, robots are getting the boot. So there are robots, they're six feet tall, and they scan the shelves at around 500 stores looking for out of stock and misplaced products. And they're out of here. So why the change? Well, Walmart found that humans can do the job just as well. There's no big difference having the robots do it. And there's been some concern from shoppers and their reactions. You can probably imagine walking down an aisle to grab a box of cereal and there's a six foot tall robot. Uh, Probably a little unsettling. So, Walmart's going to replace the robots with workers, uh, the same people who walk around the stores to fill online orders. But don't worry, not every robot lost its job. You'll still see those floor cleaning robots around your local Walmart.
0: Have you guys seen a a robot in a Walmart at all? Any?
2: No. No. I also don't go to Walmarts, though.
0: I was in Walmart uh, last Christmas, before last Christmas, before the pandemic, and doing some Christmas shopping in Lake Havasu, and there was a cleaning robot. And I was just, like, way excited. I was, like, taking pictures of it. And, like, (laughs) I'd go stand in its way to see if it would stop. And, yeah, I guess— there is that screw with the robots. So uh, you're
1: doing with the robot what people were doing with the Waymo with the cars, cars. Yes, You're just so. trying to make its job harder.
0: Just see see if I could, you know, have it run over my foot or something. Oh, lay off, Mike.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my now about the robots, though, I thought, and maybe not Walmart, but I thought a lot of these stores were bringing in the, the robots so they could free up the human employees to, uh, you know, better interact with customers, which... Isn't exactly a 2020 thing, but still
2: Yeah. I mean, it seems like some of these positions, these online online order um pickers are, you know, if they don't have an order to do, they gotta fill their time somehow. And I imagine the number of people who come up to you in a store wanting help these days is uh down a little bit. So Yeah. Assuming they have free time, but who knows? Maybe it's just here's another task for your list.
0: All right. So on that, Ben, you've got uh, an Apple wrap up, bad Apple, good Apple, rotten Apple. Where are they?
3: So, you know, it's a time of year when Apple's in the news a lot. It's the fall. It's when they come out with all their new stuff, Uh, the new iPhones, things like that. Well, a little bit of bad news. Uh, Just in the last few days, Apple has put some guidance over the AirPods Pro. So the AirPods Pro, which is their $250 top of the line wireless earbuds, for the past few months, some users have been complaining, uh, problems with static noise cancellation issues. At first Apple was replacing them as long as they were under warranty. Well, apparently it's involving enough of these units that Apple's taking it a step further. So if you have a pair of AirPods Pro that, and you've noticed crackling static that gets louder when it's noisy outside, or loss of bass, increase in background sound when noise cancellation is turned on, Apple will fix or replace them for free for now up to two years from the date you bought them. Now, again, this only involves the AirPod Pro model. We've got the details, what you need to look for, everything at commando.com. Now, speaking of Apple, if you've been waiting for the second wave of iPhones, uh, the new iPhone 12 mini and the iPhone 12 Pro Max, those are now available to pre-order, and they start shipping next week.
2: Did you already order yours, Ben? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Of course
3: he did. What is
0: it
2: with the iPhone names?
1: Pro Mini Max. Pro Max. It sounds so,
2: uh, uh, I don't know, it's much. What color did you get, Ben?
3: I went with the black this year. You know, I got the green last year. I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like two months, and I'm I'm completely bored with it. I don't like the color anymore, so I'm just going back. You know, I can change the case if I want a different color, but yeah, done with the the funky colors. Back to
0: uh, robots, or at least artificial intelligence. Camera operator needs some improvements. What's that about, Cass?
1: A soccer game got a little bit crazy with the AI. Um so basically AI researchers sometimes refer to machine learning technology as brittle and by this they mean that artificial intelligence lacks a human's understanding of the real world complexities and with the end result being that AI systems sometimes break in quick and unexpected ways. And so basically this was an AI camera operator for this soccer game and it was supposed to follow the ball and the AI follows the ball. Well, what also looks like a soccer ball? Maybe the referee's bald head. <laughs> so this AI camera kept recentering on the referee's bald head because they look the same. They look the same. I mean and you can't fault the AI because how are you gonna tell the difference but they're they're roughly the same shape. <laughs> and so it was kind of funny because some Some scores got missed, you know, on camera, but it wasn't, you know, the world champion of soccer. Everyone laughed about it. But I thought that was so funny how we look for, you know, AI to replace the human factor. And that is definitely a situation where you would have been better off just paying someone to stand behind the camera. Sorry, I'm laughing about it so much because I just Because it's very funny. It's so funny. The <laughs> video is so funny. And they made a video online where you can look up AI soccer mishap. And they, of course, threw a soundtrack behind it. And the jokes were flying that the AI computer had a crush on the referee. But, yes, oh um, make sure you, if you are programming AI, that you have a filter for bald heads.
0: You, uh, you guys all have my permission to field. call me soccer ball from now on. It's okay. <laughs> I, I <can> take it. <laughs> Can we just call you Wilson? Or, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, model, that's right. Just don't put your hand in my face. That's all <laughs> I want. All right. It's the Tech Refresh podcast, and we have plenty more coming up, including the scam of the week. A quick tip. This week's deep dive about unplugging for one day a week. How in the heck are we going to do that? Also, we've got coming up next, brand new or not true is back. We've got the Clutch Portable. Charger, TrueScan Invisible Glasses, and the OX 17 phone screening magnifier coming up on Brand New or Not True next. From Commando.com, welcome back to Tech Refresh Podcast. And right now it's time for America's newest national game show sensation where you can play. And guests at home, a brand new, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new products, sites, apps, and services are announced in the tech world. Some are destined for greatness, others, meh, not so much. Oftentimes, the product sounds so crazy, outlandish, and just ridiculous. You sit back and think, what, what were they thinking? Before you know it, we have another uh, tech millionaire. When playing brand new or not true, we're going to present to you, the home listener, or these guys are going to present to us, the listeners, three products, two of which are absolutely true and one is not true. So at the end of the three products, we're going to try to find out which is the the two true products and find the false product, hopefully. We want you to guess at home, and we're going to start off with your product, Allie.
2: I have got something that we are all gonna want to go buy. It's called Clutch and it's an ultra-thin portable charger and it's so small that it fits right in your wallet or your pocket. Now it just it weighs just two ounces. For reference, there is a popular power bank from Anchor that weighs 12 ounces. So this thing is tiny. It's three inches by two inches, and it's as thick as two quarters. So it's like a couple credit cards stacked on each other. It's sleek. It's minimal. The charging cables are built right in, so you don't have to fumble with any extra cords. You can use it with an Android phone, an iPhone. It's got battery life indicators, and it comes in black, pink, or white. Now, you can buy this on Amazon or at clutchcharger.com, and it is $49.
0: Okay, we got it. The Clutch Charger, $49. Ben, you have product number two.
3: So it doesn't matter how big smartphones continue to get. The screen can still be hard to see if you've got poor eyesight. Well, that's why you have the Oct 17 phone screen magnifier. So when you first lay eyes on it, it looks like a leather cover you'd carry a tablet in, which, you know, makes it portable. But open it up into kind of a U-shaped stand, and the magnifying glass on one side blows up the screen size of the phone two to four times the regular size. You know, great for when you're trying to check your texts, your emails, watch a movie, you name it. And of course, the frame is made of real leather and the screen is organic glass that filters harmful light sources to provide, wait for it, anti radiation protection. And again, it's small enough folded up that you can carry it wherever you go. Fits inside just about any kind of bag. The AUX17 phone screen magnifier only costs eight bucks and you can get it on Amazon. Where Oops. can you get a better deal than that? <laughs> All right, Cass, what's your product?
1: okay so I am bringing to you this week the true skin invisible glasses so you may have heard you of universal makeup that blends the color of your skin or braces like Invisalign that look invisible well that same technology is now coming to glasses that you wear on your face So everyone knows that wearing glasses can be one of the most embarrassing and frustrating experiences of your life, especially if you have to wear them every day in order to just function. LASIK surgery can still be uh, prohibitively expensive, and contact lenses can be uncomfortable for people um, that don't want to touch their face. And they're pretty easy to lose. So in the tradition of, again, Invisalign braces, GlassesUSA.com has launched a new line of frames called True Skin that harness the wearer's body heat to turn completely clear. It's incredible technology. The true skin frames are made of special plastic nanowires that bristle to uh, reflect light around them. and when exposed to heat, they're creating a cloaking effect, not unlike that used by predator, it, but it's just like on your face. Uh, the nanoplastic responds to even low levels of heat, making the heat naturally generated by the human body suitable to create the effect. You can get it eventually. Directly from your eye doctor or at glassesusa.com starting at $249.99 a frame.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, none of these sound actually true. (laughs) Uh, Right off the top. Clutch portable charger from Allie. Gosh, I would just think that it's so tiny. How big of a difference could it make, right? Charging a phone. Phone screen magnifier. I could see a use for that, but why wouldn't you just get a newer phone and then zoom in? And then the True Skin Invisible Glasses, boy, it was so involved. I tend to believe that. Now, either Ben has stumped me twice in a row. I mean, you guys are going to mix it up a little bit, I'm thinking. So only because of that... I'm going to go with the Clutch Portable Charger as, no, she already nodded her head. No. Okay. Uh, No, I'll stick with it. Clutch Portable Charger is the fake product.
2: I will ask you again this week. Is that your final
0: answer? Absolutely. My final answer. I feel very confident this week, even though I got creamed last week. Go ahead.
2: You're wrong. It's real. And I really want one. This thing is awesome. It's so tiny, so skinny. It fits in your wallet or your pocket. Um, It's not going to be as powerful as a big full-size wireless charger, but it's definitely enough to charge your phone. And it's only 50 bucks.
0: So now I'm going to go with the product that I thought could very well be real. The Skin Invisible Glass is the fake one.
1: Congratulations, Mike!
0: Oh, I only got it wrong once instead of twice this week.
1: I thought if I threw the word nano plastic and nanotechnology in enough that it would sound real.
0: But that is real technology, yes.
1: Well, I mean, Invisalign braces are real. <laughs> okay. Makeup that blends to oh, your face. You
0: can't make, make up words your when you're in the description. That's no fair.
1: That oh, then you should not play
3: Scrabble with me. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> All right, everybody. You're going to call mine fake.
0: And Ben, go ahead. What's tell us a little bit more about the phone screen magnifier? Is it going to be a product that sells, makes it, or not a chance?
3: It looks like it's been around for a while. It's got some reviews, and for eight bucks, it just it's. uh, I don't know. It's a weird shape, but when it's unfolded, I, I can't imagine like trying to set it on your lap and magnifying your, you know, your phone screen. So apparently it works. I'm not going to try it.
0: All right. I almost got it right this time. I'm getting closer. I'm getting better. I'm very excited. Thanks for joining us for Brand New or Not True.
3: And uh, it's time for the quick tip. Ben. Okay. Like I said earlier in the podcast, it's that time of year when all the new tech comes out, you know, the smartphones, tablets, computers. Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I waited long enough. Maybe it's time I upgraded to something a little newer. Great. So you get that shiny new gadget and that's all you're really focused on. Well, you'd also like to recoup a little bit of that money. So you decide to list your old phone, whatever it is on eBay, Facebook marketplace, or another online site. And this is where people tend to get themselves in trouble, or at least potentially. They end up selling the item. You know, they get it shipped on time, all that, but they forget to completely wipe it before sending it on its way. And I don't mean cleaning the exterior up, you know, but that's important too. I mean erasing everything on it, resetting your old phone to factory settings, completely wiping your old computer's hard drive. Because there could be plenty of your personal information, some really sensitive stuff too, you know, medical documents, photos, you know, whatever, that could lead to trouble for you if someone with bad intentions gets a hold of it. And it's a big problem. One researcher bought 85 devices from a company selling uh, refurbished gadgets, and of those, only two had been properly wiped so over at commando.com we've got step-by-step instructions for deleting info from all kinds of your devices you know pcs macs iphones and androids so that way you can sell your phone without selling all your private data to you. another get rich quick scheme
0: on the internet really no way that's next on tech refresh podcast Welcome back to Tech Refresh podcast from Commando.com. And it's time for the scam of the week with Allie. And it's a get rich quick scam. Another one.
2: Indeed. So I feel like these scams are always going to revolve around either getting your information or getting your money or often both. So this one is all about the money. There are lots of investment apps out there where you can turn a little bit of money into a lot of money. One of those is Cash App. You can actually do investments right there in the app. Now, scammers, of course, know this, and they are trying to trick people into investment schemes, and it's spreading through social media. Here's how it works. You see an ad or an image on social media, someone shares it as a post with piles of cash and a caption about how someone turned a few hundred bucks into thousands. They flipped their money, and you can do it too. So you either click the link or contact the person. They say, send me a little money, I'll invest it for you. And then they come back, they tell you all about how much money they've turned that little bit into. But here's the catch. You have to pay some fees before you can get all the money that they made for you. Well, of course, there are fees and delays and they never actually invested your money. They're just taking you for a ride. It's not really clear how much people have lost just through Cash App, but there was a report about people doing something similar on Instagram. And so far this year, people have lost $463,000 on Instagram with essentially the same scam. The average is about $2,800 per person. So this one's pretty nasty. Um, Really preying on people who are hoping to turn a little bit into a lot more.
0: And so what do you tell your friends and family to watch out for this?
2: Anytime someone offers to take your money through social media or through an app, just say no. If you are investing your money yourself in an investment app, awesome. Go for it. Otherwise, stick with a professional. You don't need some random person on social media managing your money. Don't give it away.
0: And it's time for our deep dive topic this week, which is
1: this week. We are going to get into technology breaks. I came across an article uh, last week that Kind of got me thinking and I tried it out over the weekend, which was how to basically take control of the devices that have kind of taken control over you. And it's this idea that came from an author, Tiffany Schlain. She wrote a book called 24-6, The Power of Unplugging Once a Week. And the idea is to take a technology break, turn off your phone completely for 24 hours once a week. Um, pick whatever day of the week is best for you. Whatever period of twenty-four hours is best for you. And so, I was kind of wondering with all of you, do you think you could do it? Do you think you could turn off and completely unplug all your technology
2: one day a week?
3: I can stop anytime I want to. But I don't want to. <laughs> Says every
2: addict ever. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's one that would take a little pre-planning and communication ahead of time for me. Um, I think not checking my email for a full day would get stressful in a way that unless everybody was expecting it. Oh, I don't know.
3: I don't know. It's like having to get your affairs in order and you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I'm getting ready to die.
1: So is that you, maybe a sign that you're too into the connected world? Yes. Okay.
3: yes. Well, let's say I turn off my phone. Do I have to turn off my watch too?
1: Yes. So can true. I tell you what I did? is i tried it out last friday night through saturday night and that was because my partner was in town so it it worked out because the only person i talked to on the phone was with me Mm -hmm. um i texted my mom my dad my grandparents and said hey you won't be able to get a hold of me for 24 hours i'm alive i'm (laughs) fine bye Two out of three of those people didn't even text me back. So that kind of tells <laughs> you the communication structure within my family dynamic. So we took I took the break and so did my better half. And he really struggled with it. He couldn't do it. He kept pulling his phone. and He's like, wait, I got to check this. Why can't I look up this? you know when we would have debate about something it's like he wanted to look up like who was Alec Baldwin first married to Seriously, he's <laughs> like I, I have to have the answer right now I, and it was that so, sort of instant gratification whereas I was unplugged and unbothered but it was yeah, because like Ali said I took kind of handled my affairs beforehand
2: no second was like, yeah. it wasn't it, it's interesting that he wasn't um you know it wasn't him trying to text someone or check his email he just wanted to use wikipedia or IMDb yeah, I just, wanted or to, fact check, just yeah. to be right
0: Ta- cassidy and i talked about this on friday and i promised that i would go ahead and try it this weekend as well but my time would be sunday morning through sunday night so not a full 24 hours but a good 12 at least and so that was the plan uh i woke up on sunday morning really <laughs> early probably around five o'clock and i went Alexa, turn on the lights. (laughs) And it went downhill (laughs) from there. (laughs) So I gave up by like, you know, like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, there's no way because I've got an apartment for rent right now. So I get calls from people I don't recognize and I don't want to miss one of those. So I couldn't do it. You
2: don't realize how (laughs) connected you are until you try to disconnect. Right. I got to tell you, disconnecting,
1: once you... Are able to fully do it and like sit down and read the pile of books you've been meaning to read or the articles you've been meaning to read it really was kind of nice to have that reset and then when I I, I did find myself right around like two hours before I got my phone back like
2: mm-hmm. I can't for what you were gonna do yeah well no. it's even harder right now though because we're not most of us just aren't around most of the people in our lives and so you know texting or calling or, you know, that's how I keep in contact with my parents. It's how I keep in contact with my friends. So it seems even harder right now and maybe a little isolating potentially, but I, I kind of go in between. Um, I, on Sundays, that's my day where I have my phone set to, um, essentially the screen. I have to, I have screen time limits set. And so I have to bypass those limits. So it gives me an extra little check to say, do I really want to be on my phone right now? So I try you know, I look at it every now and then, but I really do try to leave it alone. And that's where I find a nice break from technology, I think.
3: I'd be okay with taking a break from talking to people, but like all the news alerts I get. And oh, try to set yeah. that aside for hours. It'd be like a, you know, sensory deprivation chamber. <laughs> you know, and then there's just like this overload that comes flooding in once you finally switch it back on.
0: Well, then I realized like my other entertainment for reading... It's all on a Kindle on my tablet. So that doesn't count. You can read on a Kindle. Oh, you can. See, I. The the idea is disconnecting from the
1: outside world.
0: Okay. Okay. I thought it was like a digital disconnect completely.
1: No, like I still played video games without the internet.
0: Oh, wait a minute. That's cheating. That can't be right. Because the point is to disconnect. That's not cheating. That's totally cheating. (laughs) We got to go to the book now. We got to go to the book and find out. I'll find out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's the Tech Refresh podcast. We're going to be right back with the feel-good story of the week. And this is something that you are going to absolutely love about a new number one video on YouTube. Tech Refresh, coming back from Commander.com. From Commander.com, it's the Tech Refresh podcast and time for our feel-good story of the week. And we've got a brand new number one video on YouTube, Allie.
2: Okay, so I apologize in advance because we're talking about a song and it's going to be stuck in all of our heads for probably about the next week. It is a very, very, very catchy tune and it's now the most viewed video ever on YouTube with over 7 billion views. And what is that song? Baby Shark.
1: Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. baby shark, Baby Shark. Send you the song yeah. file, okay. Mike, because you're gonna play Baby Shark in the podcast.
0: Oh man, do I have to listen to it, or can I just like put it in there? I I have never heard of it. I've never heard. Oh of Mike,
2: it. it's gonna kind of be stuck in your head for. Oh, this is important. We have to talk oh, about. Well,
3: this this is, <laughs> Aren't you in for a treat? yeah
2: <laughs> no. I don't know how you miss this. Can I just? November. Can so- I
0: just have Cassidy send me the file? I'll just. Drop it in the fold without listening to it, and then I don't mm-hmm. have to go. Nope. I'm gonna play this it for you for the first you time guys and record wanna- you Please.
2: watching it for the first time in my <laughs> office. You're gonna be humming it forever. So this song was um, recorded by a Korean American singer, and it was produced by a South Korean education company. It's been on YouTube since 2016. And it even made the Billboard Top 100 in 2019. I huh. have no idea how you haven't heard this before, Mike. But the video that it surpassed was the 2017 single "Despacito." Now that held the record for the most views before that uh, it had for three years. About, but Baby Shark wins.
1: Okay, it is the most annoying song on the planet. And how is that like, a happy story,
0: by the way?
2: I mean, it'll bring you some joy. It's,
1: okay.
0: I'll, it brings I'll lots of children and lots laugh. of joy. That's for All sure. Right. Okay. It's well, definitely make a it my good tone. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Okay. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, thank you at home for joining us. The Tech Refresh podcast Uh, Available at commando.com. By the way, you're listening to this on the Tech You Should Know podcast. But we are getting people all signed up for the Tech Refresh podcast. And you can find that on your podcast player by just searching K-O-M-A-N-D-O. And then look for the Tech Refresh podcast. And uh, again, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe when you go look look us up. So you'll get these delivered to your device every week automatically. And we will see you next week.